0: Welcome to Washington In Focus. I'm your host, Brett Davis, the Center Square's Washington State Editor. Joining me today is the Center Square's investigative reporter, T.J. Martinell. It appears Seattle is hemorrhaging police officers. A recent story you wrote goes into some detail about the staffing problems at the Seattle Police Department. Can you give us some of the numbers and explain uh, why this is happening?
1: Well, as far as numbers, there's been 669 officer resignations since 2019, And that's of June of this year. So we don't have a fully updated number. And the most resignations that occurred during those years was in 2020, which uh, considering all the things that occurred in 2020 is not surprising.
0: Right. It was a very bad year on a number of fronts.
1: (laughs) Yes. The craziest part of this story is when I called up the Seattle Police Officer Guild president and we were talking and he mentioned that they had 875, I believe, officers left. Now, just to, two things. One, if you go to the website, they claim that there's uh, the Seattle city of Seattle's website, they claim that there's 1,200. So we're talking almost 400 officers less than what they're claiming. And even with that 1,200 number, that would be an incredibly low number of officers per capita compared to other cities like Boston that has over 2,000 officers. And it's quite a
0: discrepancy up. in
1: numbers. What is there a reason for that? Why do they have that on their website? They probably haven't updated it yet. And also, like you said, they're hemorrhaging police officers, so they're losing them so fast. It's like trying to keep up with a number that's continually going down. I can also imagine that uh, if they're trying to recruit more officers, they're not keen on saying, right. hey, we only have 875 officers. Do you want to join them? <laughs> probably not something they want to publicize. And then as far as the reasons for it, it depends on who you ask. If you're going to ask the Seattle Police Officers Guild, they're going to say that there's a couple of things. One, in 2012, the Department of Justice took over the Seattle Police Department and started managing it as it voluntarily, you know, with the city of Seattle to deal with uh, some internal issues that they had concluded were occurring, uh, particularly around the use of force. So they started uh, use of force reforms and training. And during that time, the number of use-of-force incidents involving a Seattle police officer decreased significantly. And I think it was 2000, January 2009 to April 2011, there had been over 1,200 use-of-force incidents. Between January 2017 and April 2019, so the same time period, number of years, the number of incidents had fallen to 454. So there was a lot less of these incidents occurring. So the police department had introduce these reforms. The problem that they're claiming the Seattle Police Officers Guild is that act- activists are effectively running the accountability system and they're doing so from an ideological viewpoint rather than a a public safety perspective. And so other in 2017 the city of Seattle the Seattle City Council passed a ordinance reforming or changing the police accountability system and The police officers believe that this is overly burdensome for them, and other jurisdictions don't have that. So officers are going to obviously go over to those jurisdictions where there's where they feel like their civil rights are still respected.
0: Another this basically
1: makes for a a difficult work environment. Well, on top of that, they are negotiating their new contract with the city. The officers' guild is. Their last contract expired in December of 2020. So, so they're working we, under no contract right now? They're working on an expired contract. Expired so their, contract. Okay. their salaries have not increased. Their been whatever changes that they would want to make for the to recruit and retain officers. The other thing is that Ordinance 2017-1, the Police Officers Guild claims that that violated a union clause. Like it, it changed the terms of the contract between the union and the city. And it didn't, that wasn't part of the negotiation. So that's what they're trying to change in these contract negotiations that are going on right now, is they want to see some changes to that accountability system. But it's been several years, so some officers are just not wanting to wait around.
0: I also see here in your story uh, regarding the expired contract, uh, inflation came up.
1: Right. If you're working a 2020 salary in 2023, there's been quite a bit of inflation that's occurred. Cost of living has gone up. You know, housing, despite interest rates going up, housing prices are still, you know, they haven't changed significantly. So it's still as unaffordable to own a home in Washington state as, and it's particularly in the Seattle area where it's the worst. So officers could go theoretically to another city in another state where it's cheaper to live, the benefits and salaries are more appropriate for how much it costs to live there and housing's cheaper. And they don't have the kind of restrictions on police officers that they have in Seattle.
0: Now, you mentioned in your story that this uh, problem is not unique to Seattle by any means. Uh, I think you mentioned Los Angeles is having something of a similar problem, but they have a big advantage over Seattle. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So the Los Angeles Police Department has lost around a thousand officers since 2019. The difference is they have like 9,000 left so they ha- so they still have a large police department, and so it's a it's a it's a significant loss, but they can absorb that, as the police officers' guild president noted. And but other cities are losing police officers due to similar problems uh, around policing.
0: Do You get any sense that this problem is going to get worse uh, in the near future, or is going to get better?
1: Is there a plan to deal with this, or
0: is it just who who knows what's going to happen?
1: It's difficult to say at this point. It really would require some changes. On a systemic level, because there's not just there's probably issues within the police department, because what you have is you have a very small police department that's working overtime uh, that puts stress on those officers. So it creates this vicious cycle where more officers leave and the few that are remaining struggle to keep up. And then what is a possibility is that this never gets resolved and people just accept a low standard of public safety and police response and we react accordingly.
0: That's disappointing. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Thanks so much for keeping us updated on this. We look forward to more reports on this. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. For TJ Martinell, this is Brett Davis. Please subscribe and thanks for listening.